0: everybody it's me again i'm back um on the podcast finally um today's my first day of school like it's like big girl school though it's college y'all and look at the shit i've been through and what you guys have been listening if you've been listening to me since i started this podcast back at kohl's you've been with me for like three years and thank you if you're still with me and If you haven't heard my story, you might want to go back and listen to it from the beginning because it's pretty profound for me to be sitting here um, in Texas. I'm originally from Ohio um, for anybody who's just joining, um, and I'm starting my first day of college at 48 (laughs) after, you know, quite the adventure since I started the podcast. Um, I've always been frank and open about it, and um I want to bring somebody on today, y'all. Like he's sitting here with me and um, he's awesome. He's uh, more than a mentor to me. He's many things, many talents. Uh, He's my man right now. His name is Christopher Times and he um, was my knight in shining armor, so to speak, when I was in the homeless center over there at Bryan, Texas. Now I know I didn't get to tell you guys a lot of that story because I was going through drama and I wasn't making podcasts right then, but I can catch up to speed over time. But, um, this man is not only an ordained minister and, um, has a master's degree in counseling. Um, and he's a mental health clinician who uses his intuition to um, assist people and intuit what's going on in their life, he has clairvoyance and clairaudience. So he uses those modalities to receive information about people. And that's how he gets his energy wrapped around what people need. Like he intuits that they don't have someone who can do these certain things for them. And then he fills in the gap. So he does profound work for people in the mental health field. But what he's leaning more into is using his gifts, trying to solve issues and all kinds of healing problems. And it feels like he's got a little bit of, uh, you know, to me, feels like he's got a little bit of Sherlock Holmes in there that he's kind of curious about mysterious things. And he wants to help in ways that we haven't even seen unfold yet. That's what I'm getting from you is that you want to intuit and feel your gifts to the, to the max. Whereas I personally have been dragging my feet. So I think this is a a cool collision of energies that can create a lot of cool, you know, results. But anyways, I wanted to give you a little background as how I know him. And you can listen to him now and listen to what he has to say. And I'm going to give my mic to you so you can talk for a while. Oh,
1: okay. Hello, everybody. Well, my name is Christopher Times. I'm a minister. So you can call me Reverend Chris if you want. Um, I'm also um, ordained, uh, which means that I'm able to do weddings and funerals and all of that kind of stuff, Uh, preach the gospel. I've been licensed to preach since 1990 Um, and, and, you know, went through biblical college, um, bachelor of science and studied quite a bit about, you know, theology um uh, not so much religion because they're two different things really um and uh most recently got into pretty much uh spiritual uh ism Um, and that's a whole interesting thing in and of itself Uh, but uh yeah uh, i'm here to just share some thoughts i guess with you guys uh and let's just say Let's talk about the mind and how um, energy flows. And what I want to specifically pay attention to uh, today is how energy flows in relationship with water. Um, And I do a lot of prayer and meditation. I teach uh, people how to do meditation in various forms. Um, So I would encourage you to um, whenever you pray um, and do meditation, it would be really awesome to pray around moving water. You know, when I was in the uh, Virginia area in the mountains, I would pray um, around rivers and streams. um, And I could literally see my prayers being answered um, faster in those areas, I would go and stick my feet into the cold stream, um, at cobblestone stones in it. And, uh, I would uh, sit there and, uh, roll my pants, legs up and stick my feet in the cold rivers, uh, and would pray and things would move really quickly for me. Um, here I'm on Galveston Island. I'm surrounded by water. And, uh, you know, my prayer life here has increased immensely. Uh, One of my first really significant encounters with God was on this very island at Jamaica beach at a men's retreat, uh, praying uh, on the beach and I heard the voice of the Lord talking to me and guiding me in relation to ministry. He said, it's by my, he says, not by power, not by strength, but by my spirit. Um, and uh, so that these things basically would, would take place. And uh, what things? Well, his will for <clears throat> my life and ministry. And so there's a lot of things that happen in, in relation to water. If you look at scripture, if you're a student of the word, there are quite a few scriptures that talk about water and streams uh, and, and, uh, and prayer or, or even singing um and uh and and so there's this I think synchronicity that that happens when you are doing worship in whatever form you choose to by a moving body of water right there's something that happens there as a matter of fact uh, a lot of cleansing takes place uh in streams and 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 uh, rivers um uh, uh, Jesus talked that quite often. Hello.
0: Come on over. Okay,
1: thank you. Uh, and he, he would say <laughs> things like, um, uh, you know, dip yourself into, this, into the Jordan River seven times and you'll be healed, you know. And people would do that and they would literally get their sight back. Um, and things of that nature. So by his command, uh, he used rivers, uh, uh, that particular river, as modality in order to um, heal people. Now, I'm sure he could have just told them that their sight was back and they, they would have recovered their sight instantly. But he chose to use the rivers uh, uh, as as a way of doing that. And I wonder why. Maybe it has something to do with what we're talking about today. Um, also, um, there's other things like his sermons. He would preach uh, they literally would be uh, on the edge of the sea um, and uh, uh, by the edge of uh, bodies of water right and and so that that tells me that there's something to that there's a mystery involved uh, in relation to uh, our connection with God right uh, and His creation, water. Uh, And so uh, there is a scripture, and I'll wrap this up, um, that talks about uh, heaven and uh, heaven being literally surrounded by water. And so there's that. And so there's something there uh, about water that is very, I think, interesting. And so I'll just leave it at that. And I wish you guys well. (laughs) I like that
0: segment. Now, I'm going to say goodbye to you guys. Um, Or pause it, at least for the moment. We're getting a tire plugged. So I'll come back to you in a moment. Okay, y'all. I am back. I am headed out to school right now. Um, Got my windows down and my air conditioning on. It's a beautiful day on Galveston Island, baby. I already like, perused down the, um, seawall after we got the tire plugged, we got the tire plugged, um, everything went well, so I am literally headed over to school now to, well, I just want to sit with my counselor, advisor, rather, advisor, and, um, just go over any last-minute, like, Works or something that might be in my mind like I think I want to find the BSS or whatever it's called which is an organization that was formed with federal funds for people who have never had a parent go to college so um since both of my parents only went to eighth grade then I, they this is an organization will help you find and navigate your way to the next step in your college stuff you know and I really should have known about this before I even started signing up for college, but I meandered my way here so far. It would just be nice to have someone to go to if I need certain things you know, and I think they do they tend to emotional and mental care um as well um, so they can give you resources for some of that stuff, and I'm already neck deep in it I've got my trauma therapy, uh, session scheduled for the sixth. I missed the first one by accident. I went to the wrong office, but I'm doing some deep dives on myself. So, cause I know if that dark shit doesn't come out of me that, um, you know, the beliefs about myself have to change. And that's what therapy helps with a trained therapist who can help me process the trauma I've been through, you know, and see, Once I get to the point where they say, I think you got this, then I'm good. You know, I want to be the best version of myself. And this is a free opportunity to do that with uh, some federal funded programs. I never knew about until I signed up for college, you know, so um, there's lots of resources out there that you guys are blind to until you begin the process. That's why you take the next step first. You just trust. And then these people start showing up to help you, you know, so Getting an education is is not as I have kids. I've got work. I've got. I can't go to school. You're just saying that. You're just making that as an excuse because you can find childcare. You just don't want to. You you don't want to try. You think you can't learn. You're afraid you could fail. There are many layers of beliefs that can fall away when you find out there is no fucking reason that you can't go to school. Because I was a bitch that was down at the homeless center about 10 months ago. And I am I'm now living on an island by a beach going to school. <laughs> I'm like cuz it's a Pell Grant and, and nothing out of my pocket whatsoever to begin school. So for those of you who might be listening that are um you know, maybe you've been listening to my story for a while. You don't know me yet, but um I didn't even get told about student loans until I was 26 years old and started hair school. I'm like How can I come here? I don't have any way to pay for it. And they're like, we just file for a student loan for you, honey. Everybody in America is able to get one. Um, You know, as long as you're a fucking citizen, you can get one. And I'm like, how come nobody fucking told me that? You can imagine how pissed I was when I found out my counselor just threw me into fucking remedial bullshit when I could have been. I was ADHD. They didn't know why I was slow or wasn't succeeding. Plus, my mom was a fucking raging psych case right then with um schizophrenia but no one gave a fuck about that. So <laughs> like you know, I had a lot of things coming at me when I was in high school. Even though I tried to keep my spirits up, you know, um, on the outside I was a fucking hot mess on the inside and didn't know it yet. You know, that's why I had that front going on. I didn't realize everything in my home everything that I experienced up till I was eighteen was a hot fucking mess, you know. So, um, no structure, no nothing to go on. So, therapy is going to help me restructure my belief systems, you know. And I, I was, I have abandonment issues from both my parents, you know, like want to please my dad's shit with my dad, uh, want to over please my mom because she over gives for everyone, and I saw that, um. You know, except for when it came to watching her die, I wasn't there for her because I couldn't take that shit. My nerves would have fucking snapped. But so three years I didn't go see her. And then she, you know, passed and I I didn't get to say bye or nothing, you know, while she was still conscious. Don't worry, I paid the burden for that, honey. If anybody out there is wishing that on me, um, which I'm pretty sure that some of my family members said she's going to burn for for doing that shit. And I did. Trust me it wasn't a pleasant experience trying to explain to myself that it was okay for me not to have a nervous breakdown because I didn't want to see my mom dying. I was a very, I'm a very sensitive person. Y'all. I give my energy too freely to people, you know, and I'm only now learning how to reel that back and not, not don't even just say yes or no answers to the people every day that you're passing through. And then, you know, if you need to take that space, take that space, you know, but I can be happy and merry and kind as I heal. I don't have to be perky and great for everybody all the time just because I you know I'm I'm more in line with how I'm feeling than I was in high school obviously. In high school I was very nobody's going to know a hot mess exists at my house. I'm going to over overachieve, you know, so no one looks at me and says what's going on with her, you know. So I was always fun and bubbly and but it was all big front, you know. At least I process things better than I used to. So, but anyways, that's what's going on deep dive wise. But right now, as we speak, as a good segue to the, from the dark, deep, shitty parts of my mind on on up to, I'm arriving at um, Moody Hall, which is the door. I mean, I don't know how college works. They all different halls, I guess, you know. That's what they're called. Halls. Feels very Harry Potter. Don't they like gather in a hall? (laughs) So yeah, look how busy it is. The parking lot is packed. I hope I can find a spot. But um, I'm going in here to check in with my advisor to make sure there's no last minute shit I need to worry about. Like, um, just tie up any loose ends that are just hanging out in my mind you know I've got both these links working now on my computer um, as far as I know and I'm gonna come up and see I think I'm gonna check out where the tutors hall is right now and where that organization gathers that helps people that don't have um, you know their parents didn't have a college degree now they have a designated spot in the building where you can go sign up for it and stuff so I'm gonna go tour the building a little bit I think and get some tasks done and I love you guys I mean just thank you so much for hanging out and listening and just even if nothing else following my drama you know because the drama always has a flip side and a turn to it you know an upside and I always come try to come back and tell you guys what happened you know So today, I'm expecting, I already spoke it with Chris earlier, said this is going to go smoothly, easily. I'm going to sign up for class. I'm a full, I'm ready for this. This is something I wanted to do when I was 18 years old. I just was heartbroken when my dad, literally, I might cry here. I was heartbroken when my dad looked at me and I had a list of books that I needed for school because I had already gotten accepted paid the paid the fee signed out they accepted me I took the acceptance exam entrance exams got placed in classes and now I had the list of books so at that point I already had my schedule and my dad looked at me and he said "I can't afford to pay for these." I think my heart broke right then you know that I couldn't better myself and I wanted to But nobody ever told me about those fucking loans, you know, because my parents didn't know. They never graduated high school, you know, they were hillbillies in the backwoods of Kentucky. You know what I mean? So. I just figured my chance for college was gone. Stomped on. Forgotten about, you know. Until I landed in Bryan, Texas last year and I said, you know what? I might, sc- I might go to school, I might go to school, I might go to school, I landed in a college town, you know, there were college kids everywhere, diverse people, all different races getting along, you know, like, I said, this is a kind of town I could do well in, you know, and um, I just needed to get a foothold, you know, and instead, I came and did it over here in Galveston, and uh, I'm just, I'm grateful that the earlier version of me kept saying aloud that she wanted to go to school, because um, that part of me hadn't given up yet, I guess, and I'm going to cry when I get off here, but, you know, I'm fulfilling a dream for myself here, you guys, only thing is, is like, I guess God or the universe didn't make me go to school for something that I didn't want to do, and I didn't want to I didn't want to do business. That's what I was going to take, business management. That's what everybody was taking. And that's why the courses were so hard cuz I didn't I didn't have my math and stuff, you know. So, um now you can go to school with an art degree, for a 2-year degree in art at least here in Galveston and only have two small math classes to take. You know, like if you're going for art, you don't need a lot of math. So by that rationale, I guess, they decided they were only going to make a small sliver of math. And that's all I needed to have for, you know, the whole damn degree. And the rest of it's like social studies or core classes and electives, right? But um, I'm going to get this math conquered. And then then I can enjoy the rest of college. <laughs> you know, And I can fulfill my dream of walking across the stage and get a goddamn degree. 'Cause I was just as smart as everybody else. I just had to miss school because of my mom. I had to miss class and if you miss part of the foundation of math, then you have nothing to build on. You're fucked. And that's part of the reason I missed um you know, I got poor grades in math, but nobody understood shit like that back then. So it just happened, you know, and now I get to do over. I get to do over, and in a beautiful beach town, are you kidding me? God said, I got a place for you, I heard you when you said, when I rolled by the elementary schools, when we were going to Daytona Beach, when I was a kid, I said, boy, it would be fun to go to school on a beach town, you know, like 902 was, 90210 was on, and you know that was the big fantasy plus we vacationed at the beach so um this is a huge miracle huge manifestation and a huge blessing that I am so grateful for and I want everybody to know that when you make a vision board shit happens you can lay it down and forget about it and think it ain't happening and then a couple years later pick it back up and say damn because it's going to happen and probably